Hello, and welcome to the FCA Project podcast. The FCA Project exists to put a face to the story of what God is doing in the lives of students in Clemson FCA through authentic conversations. We accomplish this by sitting down with students and talking about what the Lord is doing in their lives. Hebrews 13.15 says this, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess His name. Our prayer is that hearing these conversations encourages you to engage in genuine discussions with friends and peers to lift the name of Jesus Christ. We are excited for you to hear today's conversation. We hope you enjoy. Hey guys, I just wanted to welcome you to the Clemson FCA Project Podcast. My name is Madeline. I have the opportunity to lead communications with Clemson FCA this year. So part of my role is to be over this project and to oversee it. So I'm glad that y'all are here and y'all are listening. Um, I just wanted to kind of give some insight and some vision to what we're doing here. So right now we're starting the vertical series where we're getting one-on-one with students um, and hearing about what God is doing in their lives. And my prayer is that this would just be an encouragement to you guys, that you would be drawn closer to the Father and you'd be moved to worship Him um, through conversation, through the way you live your lives. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to let my co-host Caroline introduce herself and then we'll get to hear from Jackson Weeks. Yeah, hey guys, I'm Caroline. I'm a sophomore psychology major from Charleston, and yeah, I'm on communications with Madeline, and I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. And then I also have Jackson here. Do you want to introduce yourself? <clears throat> yeah, my name is Jackson Weeks. I am an accounting major, also from Charleston, and I am on the FCA fundraising team, and um, I'm also a Clemson cheerleader, so that's a fun fact about me. So fun. Okay, Jackson, actually, I have a really important question for you. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, what is your most recently used emoji? And you're going to need to describe it in words. So you want me to pull this up now? Yeah. Oh, let's see. Describe. <laughs> no way it's this. <laughs> Okay, I I last sent this to my mom. Okay. Um, (laughs) I do text my mom a lot. Okay. Um, it. That's endearing. Yeah. Um, it is. (laughs) I can't. It is the, the big eyes. Okay. That's like, the the like puppy eyes, Uh but the ones with like kind of tears in them and the small. Yeah, that's smiling a little bit. I feel good about that. I this is it was maybe the first time I've used it was okay. today, but that's okay. okay. Was it though? No promises. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's probably in my top three. I'll be honest. Really? I think that's yeah. most definitely. It's my a most face. I, it's a face I make pretty often. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Well, Jackson, do you want to kind of tell us a little bit more about yourself? Um, how you met the Lord and how you ended up here in Clemson? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so meeting the Lord, I grew up totally in a Christian family. I have um, just some awesome examples of what it looks like to live a strong Christian life um, in biblical community in my family, from my parents to my grandparents. So I I grew up in a Christian home, and um, I actually grew up at Seacoast Church in Mount Pleasant and met the Lord there. and just like any kid, it was like there were ups and downs. It was learning what really growing up in a Christian home is um, 
learning what the gospel is, learning all of those stories, and then um, what happens when you come to college and what happened to me was you, I mean, you develop it yourself. And so um, a lot of that in high school was like developing and then college is where it's like, okay, it's mine. And so, um, I mean, I was kind of forced to um, <laughs> develop my faith early um, just with um, all the stuff that was going on in my life of my mom having cancer and all of these hard things and um, God was able to meet me there. Um, and that was awesome and amazing. And then just coming to college has been an experience because you're, I'm away from my family. And so um, God has just completely shown up here in Clemson. And I came to Clemson um, knowing that I was either going to Clemson or I was not going to college at all. I only wanted to come to Clemson. It was it was just number one for me. Um, both my parents um, graduated from Clemson. They were actually in FCA. And I grew up coming to Clemson, um, had season tickets, so we were always at Clemson games, and Clemson was my ride or die, so, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that, and I love, like, hearing about what it looks like for students to really take, like, their faith into their own hands. Yeah. I grew up in the church, so the whole time, like, I found the Lord in the middle of high school, and so it just was always mine, not yes. growing up in a Christian home and not having parents who wanted to be a part of that. Yes. Um, so what does it like looked like, or maybe what is like one of the more challenging things about coming to college and having to take your faith into your own hands and apply it into your life? Yeah, so um, actually my, one of my hardest challenges, um, I think is actually maybe a little bit unique of, I came into Clemson and was immediately around only Christian people. Like I only had a biblical community and only have been around Christians since I've been here, which has been very different than probably most um, students here at Clemson of being only around Christian community. And um, it's just been interesting uh, making my faith my own being around so many different people who grew up like me, but also grew up completely different of trying to figure out um, even just like things like what church to go to and figuring out um, like why we go to church and um, like what part of ministry to get involved in and why we get involved in ministry and why that's significant. And um, it's also hard for me just because I'm so close with my family to not be with them. And so a lot of my growth has had to come from um, learning to breathe and learning to rest and dwell in God's presence, even when I'm not with my family who maybe like in high school would have given me some of that comfort. Like uh, that's taken away and now it's learning how to rest and dwell in God's presence here in Clemson where I feel a lot more by myself, even though I'm around these Christian people. Um, Yeah. Uh, what do you think is one of the ways that you find that rest and that peace and what's kind of like your go-to way of just communing with the Lord? Yeah, so I, um, <laughs> my number one way probably is actually just sitting there. I like that. <laughs> I like that sounds whatever, but I, I love my bed. <clears throat> I love laying in my bed and it's just nice sometimes to lay there and just sit um 
I love listening to worship music and just kind of letting that play and resting in that. Um, and then one of the biggest things that I'm learning now is, we might circle back around to this later, but one of the things I'm learning now is just to breathe. Of My mom actually told me this, of every time we breathe, like, Jackson, I want you to think about um exhaling all of the the negativity, the hardships, these these things that you're going through, the attacks from the enemy, and then breathing in the Holy Spirit. And so every breath is one, a gift from God, but two, it's the Holy Spirit coming into my heart, coming into my life, coming into this situation. And it's that power that's there and within us. And so um, I really love to just when I'm when I'm needing to dwell in God's presence, to sit there, rest, breathe, and have um, worship on, which really is, um, that's the the declaration of God's goodness and God's love that's being said when I might not be able to say it. You know, like I'm, I'm hearing it, I'm putting it out into the room, putting it out into the space that I'm in there when I might not be able to say it. So that's what I like to do to rest. Yeah, that's good. Maybe talk about more, um, more about like, what is it like to choose to worship when it doesn't necessarily feel like something your flesh wants to do? Like sitting, listening to worship music, like knowing what it means to be singing those words when really your flesh doesn't want to be singing that based off the circumstance that you're in. Oh my goodness, yes. That's, I mean, that is really good. That is a really good question because that happens so much of like, especially when I'm going through something that's tough or I'm exhausted or just drained or it feels like there's so much weighing down on me, the flesh wants to distract and find distractions and find ways to not turn to God and do those things. Like that's, um, I mean, that's so common, like, and it's so easy. And so... um, Honestly, that's a struggle is is figuring out how to um, how to wait on the Lord to be there. Um, like even when your flesh. Uh, last week at New Spring, Brad Cooper actually said, um, "We want to feed the spirit and starve the flesh," and. Um, in those moments where it's hard to listen to the spirit and choose the spirit and feed the spirit and it's easy to listen to the flesh like in those moments where like um like we have to turn to god and even if we have a hard time doing that finding people around us having the biblical community having a local church who can when we feel weak um so i don't know if that exactly answered your question but mm-hmm. It definitely answers my question. <laughs> uh, Caroline, do you feel, I mean, I don't know, I, I definitely, like, have that struggle, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's something you just have felt a lot lately or just, I don't know. I feel especially, like, coming back into the semester, I feel like I'm already exhausted and I just want to, like, <laughs> lay there and turn off my brain. And, you know, that's not always the best thing to do. Sometimes it's helpful, but, um, like, I feel like lately I've struggled like making the choice mm-hmm. um, to dwell in his presence and rest and I've just wanted to distract myself because mm-hmm. it's so easy mm-hmm. but yeah I just want to hear about that for you yeah um this is like honestly a big struggle for me I like to be super busy and to keep going um and a lot of times the first thing to go is my time dwelling with the Lord um and I think 
it's it was important for me to have someone who is one of my like biggest mentors but also friends just like come to me and be just say like hey you just can ask the spirit to like lead you to the feet of jesus and he will do that and like he will give you a desire to spend time with him um and just remembering that like in my flesh it is not my first choice or desire to go to the feet of jesus um but like because I have the spirit dwelling in me, I get to ask him to give me that and ask him to lead me there. And he will, um, which is really cool. Uh, but yeah, I definitely think it's a big struggle um, for our age, um, or honestly anyone, just like finding that time to dwell. But um, it's important to remember that like the spirit can lead you there. Um, and also like being surrounded by people who can maybe help declare those things and help worship when you can't. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just really, it's all hidden so deep. <laughs> um, Jackson, so what has been um, like a way that you've been able to encourage other people in resting? Mm. <clears throat> if you have that if you haven't that's also okay <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah um i don't uh, mm. uh, th that's a good question and honestly it feels like a convicting question oh, right sorry. now <laughs> um, but sometimes encouraging people to rest I don't think always looks like the worldly way to rest like encouraging people to rest doesn't necessarily mean that they're sleeping more or whatever you know it, and it could mean that it could mean that but um one of the one of the ways I think that um you can encourage people to rest is just to be there and like listen and so like doing that with some of my friends of just like being there, asking them about themselves and just like listening, like that is a way to rest, you know, to rest in someone who um, is right here and safe and who has the Holy Spirit, who walks into the room and brings the presence of the Holy Spirit. Like that is a safe place. And that's what some of my friends and some of those people do to me might like um, do for me. And I mean, that's the ways that I want to encourage people to rest is like rest in me as a rest in the Lord like no with me knowing that like the holy spirit is here in this conversation that we're talking about you know what i mean um and so even though that not look might not look like the standard typical way to rest like i think that is a way to rest and just like experience god's presence to dwell in his presence yeah, that's good yeah. um how would you say, like, obviously biblical community is a necessity, and you said earlier that um, that was, like, something you came right into in college. Um, I know sometimes people can struggle with comparison or um, issues within having biblical community, so I was just wondering if you had anything to share on that, like, how to fight comparison um, as far as, like, your walk with other people's walks or how, like, maybe you have combated the flesh in that way. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Comparison is the easiest trap to fall into. I mean, it is the easiest trap to fall into of looking at the people around me and being like, 
oh, look, that person is getting more lunches with these people or that person. Like, you know, that's true, yeah. you know, <laughs> She's or so many more coffee dates exactly, me. exactly. <laughs> or dates. Yeah. yeah, or like that person just doesn't seem as drained in their ministry as I do. Um, or um, that person might be talked about more than I am, or that person might appear more spiritually mature than I am, or a step ahead in their faith than I am. And that is such an easy trap to fall into. And I actually experienced that last year a little bit, um, just as a small group leader, of seeing the other small group leaders around me and being like, okay, well, they're doing such a better job of reaching out to their their people, their guys, than I am, or... um, like they're doing a better job of doing this or that and um just simply put that's not the truth like there's that's lies and the enemy wants to attack us and hit us where we're weak and if he can't hit us where he's like taking us out of our community he can make that community a poison to be around of like constantly telling us these lies about that community. Um, Like the enemy is predictable in that way of he wants separation, he wants division. And um, like what way is he going to do that? If I'm forcing myself, not forcing myself, but if I'm going to inevitably be around these Christian people, like the enemy's method would be to divide and and that would be through comparison. And so... um, It's recognizing that, I had to learn this the hard way, of recognizing that um, that's not the truth. Like, I am who I am. I am a a son of the Lord Most High. Like, I I am just as worthy and unworthy as these people around me. Um, That God has a purpose for me that... um, like here in Psalm 27, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord just like anyone else. Like I will look upon the goodness of the Lord and you will too. And you will too. Like we we all will because like God is good and God loves us all. And he's loved me just as much today as he has ever. And, um, and just recognizing that like my relationship with God and my ministry is going to be different. I'm running my own race. It's not your race. It's not your race. Like I am running my own race and my race doesn't have to be tied to what you're doing, even though we're working for the same purpose. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for sharing. I know that that's like not exactly the most fun no. to talk about, um, but I think it'll be a huge encouragement to the people of FCA and like to remind them like, we are all children and all like chasing after Jesus just together and there's like no room for comparison or the lies from the devil yeah that's really good yeah and I mean specifically to you Caroline I think that I mean I would be praying that like that would be encouraging to you mm-hmm. um stepping into leading a small group so I led a small group College feels like forever because of COVID. And also, <laughs> fun fact, I'm in nursing school, so everything just feels like pain. literally pain. Um, <laughs> go nurses. Um, but I remember like leading a small group with my roommate at the time, and we would go to bear group, and I would find myself like, <laughs> we'd be like 30 minutes before bear group, my bear group leader would text me like, hey, are you coming? And I would just be so like, I just like don't want to go. And I would go and I'd come home and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I feel so filled up. And like, that was so restful and I feel so encouraged. I think the enemy just like really tries to like pull us apart. And even when I would go and like I tried to go, 
um, as much as I could, and like the enemy would use like comparison. And girls would talk about, oh, like my whole group was there. Meanwhile, Annalise and I would have like two girls. <laughs> and we'd <just> be like, <laughs> hey, and it was the same two girls that yes. came the week before. Yes. And this was also during COVID. And so we were meeting like in <laughs> in the Watt Center, like masks on, glass room, <laughs> like very far apart from each other. So that was also, you know, that played into it as well. But I know it's like super easy to just be like kind of bogged down by that idea of comparison. Um, and disunity is like so easy to fall into. Um, and I just really feel like the Lord is trying to bring a lot of um, a lot of believers here in Clemson back to unity with each other, um, believers and non-believers. I think it's just been like a poison that's been here for for a while, mm-hmm. and the Lord just really wants to redeem that. And it makes me really excited. I'm yeah. excited to see what um, what the Lord's going to do, how we get to labor together mm-hmm. for the kingdom, and that we get to just have. Um, unity among all of us here. It's just such a beautiful thing. It's a promise. We're going to see it in heaven. It's going to be <laughs> absolutely gorgeous. And I just yeah. can't wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jackson. <laughs> yes, Miss Madeline. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, what is something that you're like carrying into this year with you? After learning this summer, um. yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> that's a good question because I think about it a lot, and I've kind of referenced it already. But um, it's the word "breathe," and it's the idea of breathing and what that means, and um, and everything. Just to give some context to this situation, I um, taught swim lessons this past summer. If you know me, I bring it up all the time. I'm like a broken record. I taught some lessons. I taught some lessons, but that's what I did. And um, I I often tell people that it's not hard to teach a swim lesson to someone who's not scared. It's not. It is impossible to teach a swim lesson to someone who is just like full of fear and frightened. And so my job is way more fear management, learning how to um, comfort and console and um, teach people not to be scared of the water than it is actually doing like teaching swim and teaching the technique and teaching all of that. It's it's teaching how to handle fear. And um, the, the, the vast majority of the kids that I taught this summer were four-year-olds, um, love four-year-olds. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I mean, yes, yes. I mean, as much as I love teaching the technique to an eight-year-old, a four-year-old, and that is just amazing. Um, but the thing with four-year-olds is four, the age of four is the age when you most start feeling, when a child most starts feeling fear. Like, that's where fear sets in. And so oftentimes that translates to the water. So even if the, um, when this child was three, they liked the water. When it when they turned four, often fear sets in. And so I did a lot of comforting and consoling um, and trying to figure out how to make it where they enjoy being in the water because it's good and, and, and there's good things that can come from it. Um, and But it comes, it comes to a point where you just have to get in. Like you just have to get in and you have to put your face under. You will not learn to swim if your face does not go under the water. And even though it seems scary, you will not learn to swim. Um, and then the the second thing is that you have to learn how to breathe. You have to learn over 
or you have to learn as a four-year-old how to roll over onto your back and just breathe. And so the scariest part for kids is putting their face underwater, feeling this this thing that's new that feels overwhelming, and then learning to roll over and breathe. And oftentimes that, that rolling over takes a second. Like you might roll over and the water's moving and it just sloshes up in your face. It takes a second for the water to clear and for you to be able to breathe and float. Or if you roll and you might sink a little bit, it takes a second for you to just come to the top of the water. And that is what I am learning. Um, I'm learning from these four-year-olds that I'm teaching that sometimes when you feel scared or overwhelmed, all you have to do is look up. Look up to the heavens, look up to God and see that see his presence there. Like just look up and it might take a second. You might still feel fear. You might not feel him. The air might not be there yet, but look up, wait on the Lord and he'll be there. Just wait. Um, like eventually you'll get air. Eventually you'll just be able to breathe on your back and breathe in the Holy Spirit, breathe in his presence and power um, and understand that God controls the situation. Like, like God is master of the seas, like he calms storms. Um, and that um, even if, if the water's choppy, the water's sloshing up in, the, in my face, it'll clear and I'll breathe. Like wait on the Lord, wait on that. Even when you feel scared, even if the second you turn, you don't feel God's presence. He's there and it's okay. He's watching over you. He's there. And so that's mostly what I'm carrying into this year. This year of right now is newness for me of, um, I'm just now starting with cheer. I'm just now starting with all of these different kind of new things that haven't been characteristic of my college experience. And when it feels overwhelming, when it feels like, oh my goodness, the first home game that I'm cheering at is soon. And I don't yet have this skill mastered, or I'm still messing up this. Um, like it's okay. Um, I'll get there. Like, let's just breathe. Let's trust God. Trust that God has good plans for me. Like, wait on Him to just uh, just be here, and um, like it'll it'll be good. Like, God has goodness for me, and so um, that's that's a lot of what I'm I'm clinging to right now. When when things feel just so overwhelming or so draining, um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think that the whole time you were talking, it was just in my head, this picture of the scripture in Matthew where Peter's walking on water and the storm's just raging. And the whole time Jesus is just like begging Peter to just look at him and like look at his face. Um, and I think that so often is us, like how you were saying, we're submerged underwater, we're freaking out. Everything's like so overwhelming. We're so scared. And we just like know all that we have to do is look up and look at the face of Jesus. But sometimes we just like don't or mm -hmm. we can't um and yeah I just think that's like such a beautiful parallel between those two stories of you sharing that um and then also like Peter and how fearful he was of the storm raging um and how Jesus was right in front of him the whole time just like waiting for Peter to look up and look at Jesus um and so yeah that was like super encouraging <laughs> to me and also yeah crazy that we can learn from four-year-olds yeah it is crazy that i can learn from those four-year-olds <laughs> yeah yeah i also think it's funny like even just thinking about how many times i've been in that situation i mean obviously we were all four but like what it looks like to feel like you're drowning and like trying to rest in the lord and trust that he's near and trust that i'm filled with his spirit mm -hmm. and that he's present and then you don't feel anything and then you're like what the heck yes <laughs> god, god where are you um 
and it just it takes a minute and then like you become aware of what he's saying to you yeah um and how he's like singing identity over you yeah and how he's loving you um and then we get comfortable and then we just kind of <laughs> go about our life and then we get back in the situation and we flip back on <laughs> flip back on our back yeah and it's like the water's all over our face and we're like where'd you go as if we didn't just learn this last time and right so i think it's like that sweet reminder that like we just get to keep walking with the lord and he is not upset when we have to be reminded yeah. that he's near yeah and that we can wait on him he yeah. wants us to wait on him it's beautiful when we wait on him and learn to trust him all over again and i think it's so easy to be discouraged kind of like after when everything clears of like oh wow i really should have like maybe i should have waited on the lord a little bit more patiently and not freaked out as much as i did but really like the lord still delights in like reminding us um of his character and his faithfulness and showing up for us yeah i don't know i always think about like I feel like <laughs> my life is just this one, like, not not super big circle. And whenever I feel like we're starting over, like we're walking in the beginning of the garden again. And we'll walk and I'll learn. Um, and then something else will happen. He's like, all right, let's go back to the garden. Like, I want to teach you more, mm-hmm. like, more about this. And it's like, it's so easy to be discouraged when you are feel like you're learning the same things over and over again. Um like different seasons apart, the Lord is like teaching more about himself. Yeah. It's just really beautiful. Yeah. And, and, and that idea of growth and learning is actually something that I wrestled with a little bit of like, um, like, could, okay, here's a question. Like if I always was holding on to that four-year-old, always had my hands on, do you think they would feel scared? Like probably not. You know, I'm holding them. They have that comfort. Why would I let go of them? Like, what would be my reasoning for letting go of the four-year-old? It would be so they learn. You know, it's a growing thing. And so, like, um, like the thing that I was kind of wrestling with a little bit was, like, like if I'm the four-year-old and, and, and God, is, <laughs> God is the swim instructor, <laughs> um, like, why would, why would I, what would be good about me not feeling God in this moment? And it would be so I learn. Like, I wouldn't be able to learn how to swim and move and grow. And, like, I wouldn't be able to learn how to swim if God was always holding me. And so it's healthy and it's good to sometimes turn to God and maybe still not feel him. Like, God is teaching us something and there's something to learn there. And I think that's good that you go back to, like, the garden and, like, learning in the garden like that. Because we we have to experience times where God isn't, doesn't feel there to learn that he is that's what faith is and that's like the foundation of our faith and that's uh, literally it's called our faith because it's faith and and it's knowing that even if god's not holding on to me right in this moment even if i don't feel him he's there and he's going to pick me up he's going to be sure i'm safe he's he's the hair right there right there yeah. <laughs> yeah. i don't know this also just really reminded me of james one um verses two and three Um, It says, consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that testing your faith produces endurance. Mm. Oh, and verse four. (laughs) (laughs) And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Mm -hmm. The Lord just wants to like grow us through these trials. And college is so hard. (laughs) 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 It's tough tough out here. Like real world, even college, like college is its own like sheltered thing too. And we get to graduate hopefully 
at some point in time and go out further into the real world. Um, but really, like, the Lord just wants to be near to us in these trials and, like, even to think about, like, how excited he is to know how much more we're going to look like Jesus yeah. after going through these trials and, like, how much more endurance that we're going to have. It's just, like, a beautiful thing to reflect on. Um, I'm curious to see, like, how has learning how to console those four-year-olds and kind of help them get into the water, how has that changed your perspective of maybe, like, your relationship with fear or maybe, like, how you interact with another person who's experiencing a lot of fear? It has changed literally everything. Like, doing this has changed so much of how I understand myself and the other people around me. Like, fear is there. It's going to be there. And it's it's natural. Like, do they are they do the four year olds like have a point of being scared of the water? Yes, I mean they do. Like they could drown and die. But like, are they going to during a swim lesson? No, seriously, are they going to during a swim lesson? No, I'm there. They're totally fine. And isn't that like the truth of our lives? Is that like like there are times where it makes sense to be scared. Like the enemy is coming for you. But the truth is victory is already won. Jesus has got us. Like we're, we're chilling, you know? And, <laughs> and it might not seem like that because of our small piece of the puzzle minds, um, but it is. And so um, one of the things that I often do with the four-year-olds is like, um, even when they're scared, it's it's like encouraging them a ton. And so uh, singing, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, singing little songs <laughs> or <laughs> catch me at the pool singing songs. They're singing little songs or, do or uh, I do not. Can, do you want to give us a demo of that? <laughs> no, I actually sing a song that my grandmother used to sing me in the bath, uh, sing to me in the bathtub. So, yeah, that's my you favorite one. I won't be okay. singing that. Yeah, so I sing songs to them a lot or like just encouraging them and using my words um, as much as I can to just be there. Um, another thing is is just like touching them um, in like in like in comforting ways you know just like not just like dangling them off to the side but like making sure that they're feeling safe with me you know in the water like that's a good first step is like just making sure that they feel safe and um that's how I want to feel when I'm scared because there are times definitely when I feel scared and I just want God to hold me and I want him to like wrap his arms around me and be like, hey, Jackson, I am here for you. I am protecting you. Like you are safe. You are not going to drown. That water is not going to get you. You you like you are going to keep your head above the water right now and you are safe. And there's times when God is um, like comforting me by singing me songs and sing, like I'm not calling my singing voice beautiful, but showing me beautiful things, like letting me listen to these beautiful things like his word or uh, nature or like like imparting to me pieces of his beauty. And um, it's just shifted. Doing this job has shifted completely how I view fear and view my own fear. And yes, I'm still struggling with fear and learning to um, recognize that God is holding me and doing all of that but uh, like it's just glimpses of God's character like that that um over time I mean uh, helps so much with dealing with everything that is life yeah 
Um, okay, so we're kind of nearing towards the end. I think oh, my man. last question. I know, I know it. Mm, I know. <laughs> <Ooh>. um, <laughs> it's fine. Um, so I would say my last question is like, what if there was a person, like a student, sitting in here that just like feels like they're drowning? Um, what is like the encouragement you would give them if they were sitting right next to you? That is that. I mean, it's not that hard to imagine because oftentimes I feel like I have to do this to myself. Of there's like here's the person, um, and uh, I would quote Joshua one nine. I mean, it's just a life verse for me. If but first and foremost, like the scripture says, "Have I not commanded you?" Meaning, like, have I not told you? Like God is saying, "Have I not commanded you? Have I not told you that this is what you should do? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go." Like, remember that. Like, you might feel like you're drowning, but the Lord is with you wherever you go. Be strong and courageous. And I think it's interesting that it says, um, "Don't be discouraged," because discouragement is not the opposite of having courage. Discouragement is um, is is just different. And it's, it's that feeling that we get when we feel drained or frustrated. And that for a new student here at Clemson who's struggling with feeling like they're drowning, like that is probably the emotion that they most feel is discouraged and frustrated and drained and tired and overwhelmed. And um, God is saying, like, I am right here with you, and he's right here with you, and he wants to hold you and help you. Um, and the other thing is um, there's a church here, too. There's the body is here. Like, God is more than just uh, – or, like, God is more than, I mean, one, everything you can imagine. But, like, God has placed people here already who um, are temples of the Holy Spirit, Um who want to help you and be here for you. So you don't have to do this alone, one, because you have God and you have him, but you ha- there are people here. There's the local church. There's um, just like other Christians around you. And like I would, I would very much encourage a new student to do everything they can to plug themselves in. And um, I'll say this too. The first time you go to something might feel incredibly awkward and weird and you might hate it. Go again. Like, I don't care, you know, like, I don't, I don't care if you feel, uh, I do care, but like, I don't care if you feel awkward or weird, go again, because this is, it is your responsibility to get yourself plugged in with community, you know, and like, like, take that step, even though it's scary, hey, oh, even though it's scary, like, take the step. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think Caroline and I were talking about this earlier, too, of like, even when it is like so overwhelmingly scary to like show up to a church event with or FCA with or a FCA million people. Which like, <laughs> praise God, you know, we love FCA. FCA is not the only thing here. Yeah. Um, and praise God that there's just like so many thriving ministries here. And yes. Churches. Yes. Um, and it's scary to go when you, you're one, not known. Like, you know, oh my goodness, we all have yes. these, this like deep desire to be known, um, one by God and two, like known and understood by others. And I think that you just have to, like, really lean on the Lord and, like, ask him to place that desire within us, Um, you know, kind of, like, fighting temptation and denying the flesh and, you know, starving the flesh and feeding the spirit. Like, okay, Lord, like, please, 
like make me want to go so that I can yes. go and then it would yes. be helpful because yes. um, I'll be the first to say I am just I'm I'm one of the most introverted people that I know <laughs> <laughs> like we <laughs> we had welcome week events for FCA mm-hmm. and I tried to go to like as many as I was able to and so my goal was like to go around <laughs> and to like talk to you know I wanted to talk to freshmen but just talk to like literally anyone and just try to like build connections and meet people and introduce myself um and it was so hard and yeah. I was just like it's just so much easier for me to stay in the corner by myself like not even talking to anybody else yeah. it would be so much easier um but like the lord just blessed so many conversations that I had and it was so encouraging or even I remember like when I first started going to church and going to connect classes like horrifying table <laughs> with a bunch of adults that don't know and a bunch that just need to like yeah hey I just want to get plugged in also I'm just like so completely flawed and I really need help <laughs> but like the Lord like will yeah. sustain that and yeah. people around you to like help encourage you and bless you yeah um yeah I don't know it's just Okay, um, I just want to read just a couple of verses from Psalm 139 because I feel like it really ties in um, to Joshua 1.9 and just that idea of like the Lord always yeah. being with us. Um, but starting in verse 1, it says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down, and you're acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. For where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? Um, And I think that's just like so powerful to remember that like when we're in those moments of fear, like he is sitting with us and like he never leaves us and forsakes us. Mm -hmm. So. Awesome. Well, Jackson, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, um, this has been fun. <laughs> I'm glad it's been fun. I love that. And Caroline, thanks for coming and co-hosting with me. I really thanks for having it. me. Of course. Um, well, we love y'all and we hope that you guys have a great rest of your day. I hope this conversation blessed you um, and encouraged you and just turned you back to the Lord. Um, and we're just praying that you would spark these conversations um in your own communities and in your own apartments and dorms um and just worship the lord in the way that we're talking about what he's doing in our lives so we love y'all and we'll see you next time